0: Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Right. The ungodly are not so, not but are like the chaff, which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall Parents, David, pray for Amen. us. Father, we pray, Lord, to us, Lord. Yes. God, have you this have read the this word. Lord, David, you serve it, God tonight as he stands before yeah. thee, before his congregation. Yeah. Lord, you touch him, God, and just use him in a great mighty way, Heavenly Father. God head this place in to be no hands. Yeah. We pray for those for whatever yeah. reason tonight, Lord, it's not here. God we hands. pray God as you touch them and bless them and help them God to overcome yeah. all the perilities in their life, yeah. Father. Now, God, use yes. your hand and I love a great mighty way, we'll be careful to praise you because, Lord, we ask it upon the greatest name that can ever yes. come yes. an individuals' God. lips. Yes. In the name of Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Amen. Uh, I've heard several preachers thinking about these verses and some say, well, this psalm is uh, describing the way of a happy Christian. And they think like, you know, being blessed, you're happy in the Lord and all. But... Really, the word happiness depends on things that happen around us, and sometimes we can be having the joy of the Lord when things are really not going the way we would wow. like for them to be happening yeah. around us. But anyhow, I think uh, these verses really describe to us uh, the blessings that God gives us after we're saved, and the Boy. difference, you see the contrast between those that love the Lord and are walking in His way, and those that are just not uh, doing much and really yeah. going the wrong Damn. way. Uh, this word blessed is very expressive in a lot of ways. Right. You remember in uh, Matthew chapter 5, Jesus talked about there, we call that to be attitudes. He, he used the word blessed about eight or nine times there. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, they that mourn, the meek, those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. And all of these, the Lord himself said, blessed are these kinds of people. Yeah. And you see, as you think about describing this, Man that's blessed, of course, we know that as uh, Roger said, this is the kind of man that's been justified. God has pardoned him. God, because of the blood on Calvary's cross, has made a way where this kind of person can stand one day in the presence of a holy God. Now, nothing unholy will enter heaven. And you'll not stand before God in your righteousness, but we stand there in that imputed righteousness God placed on our account when we took the Lord into our life. And he became our Savior. He paid the sin debt. He who knew no sin hung on Calvary's cross for your sin, for your sin, for your sin, for my sin, for the sins of the whole world. world. He who did not deserve to be there went to that cross Uh, because he knew that was the way to put man in a place where we could someday have fellowship with the Almighty God. And so what a blessed it is to be justified in his sight. It also has an idea of being prospered, of being protected, and having heaven waiting on us one of these days. This word blessed has the idea of kind of being honest, a person that's blessed of God's, a person that walks uprightly, a person that's straight. He goes forward. He's a person that can guide somebody, can leave somebody, can relieve the poor. A blessed person is one who is walking just like Jesus walked. Now, I mean, this is the way it comes down to. We'll never be perfect as God and uh, be like Christ. all. But I'll tell you one thing. We can walk in his way yeah. after we've come to know the Lord. We Amen. can be obedient to the Holy Spirit of yeah. God. Just yeah. like you were here tonight when you are praising the Lord. You were obeying the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. You know, Spurgeon, one of the old preachers years ago, a lot of men like to read his books. He's actually got a three-volume commentary, I mean thick books, on just the book of Psalms. And uh, he says, Spurgeon says that this psalm is actually an introduction to the entire 150 psalms that we see that follow here because it teaches the way of this blessedness And it also warns of the sure destruction of a person who uh, rejects what God has made in our behalf. So what a wonderful psalm it is to think about as we look at it here. Now, blessed also carries the idea that God's going to look out for you. I'm just thinking about this. You know, here's this man. The Bible says in verse number one that he's walking here. And his idea is upon the Lord. He's just... uh, Taking the way God has led him to go and he's going forward. Look in verse two, his delight. The Bible says he's, he's in the the way of the Lord. He, you know, it's just like, uh, sometimes some old junk will come on TV or somebody will start talking and you'll say, I don't want to be around that. I yeah. Yeah. To turn that off yeah. or let's go somewhere else. Uh, yeah. A few weeks ago, we, somebody said, well, let's stop by a place up here to eat and, uh, I kind of thought maybe what it was, and when we walked in at the door there, there was a bar sitting up through there, and and uh, I told Linda, I said, let's go somewhere else. I don't want to come out of church and go and sit down where yeah. there's a bunch of junk on the wall where people are drinking yeah. well, and carrying you. on. And you said, well, you go walk here and sit down, and you can you can <laughs> be away from the bar. You can, you know, I don't want to be in that crowd. Amen? If you feel comfortable around the devil's bruise and all this stuff, I think there's something wrong with your relationship to God. This kind of person delights, the Bible says, in the law of the Lord and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He's just planted by the rivers of water. He's out there and he's doing what God wants him to do. Now, now notice as you start off here in verse number one, There's three sets of triplets. You know, three is an important number in the Bible. God the Father and God the Son, the Holy Ghost. Three and one. It's a number of completeness all through the Bible. You know, He talks about this idea of of God and how He does a lot of things and gives us three sets a lot of time. But in verse number one, particularly, notice He talks about these three things. First of all, you see this man; he's walking. Yeah. And you see him standing, yeah. and then he's sitting. Well, those three things that he can do. And then you see this counsel. Then you see this way, and you see a seat. And so each one of these things begin a little bit deeper in progression. Right. Then you see this man, the Bible says he's ungodly, he's a sinner, yeah. and he's scornful there's nine things, three sets of triplets. In verse number one, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And so you see what he's describing to us right away in verse number one here. The blessed man walketh not. He's blessed, he's happy, and you just realize that Second Corinthians, of course, tells us come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. There's some things the blessed man's not going to walk into. Right. You say, Well, uh, you know, I know the Lord. Me and the Lord got an understanding, and I, I can be a Christian anywhere I'm at, and that's a bunch of junk already. You say, I can do this and I can do that and, and, and I can be a Christian. You will hinder your testimony. You will grieve the Holy Spirit of God. You put yourself around the ungodly deliberately and God's not going to go in there with you. Yeah. You say, "Well, the Holy Spirit's with me. God goes with me. God's not a partaker of evil in any form." Yeah, you. you get the idea that you can play with the devil's crowd, oh, yeah. and God's just going to look the other way. You're, you yeah. don't understand this verse. Bible said, "Blessed is the man that walketh not." God's not going to go into this old God. stuff. If you what you go, you know, the Bible says, "How can two walk together yes, they except they be agreed?" Amen. How can they be agreed? I may walk together. You, you're right. And if God is walking with you, you. And you're with the Lord. And you say Lord. I'm going down this. Pathway of life and all this yeah. stuff. But, uh, oh boy, that looks good down there. Yeah. Well, Lot thought he could go down yeah. in towards Sodom and yeah. keep some yeah. kind of blessing on his life. And he yeah. found out yeah. that he grieved his righteous soul, that he yeah. ended up losing his family. He yeah. ended up losing Amen. the Amen. blessings of God. Amen. And Abraham over here running around the side of these hillside, building altars, calling on God yeah. and praising Amen. the Lord. And Hallelujah. Lot got in a bunch of trouble. You think you're smart enough to play with the devil and God's going to okay it? you just deceived yourself right there. God is not going to go to first base on this stuff in this world that he's condemned, that he's going to burn in hell one of these days. And we just need to realize we do not walk where the ungodly is and have God's blessings on our lives. Now I want you to think about this tonight. What's more important to you? than the blessings of the Lord upon your life. What's more important than having God in your Amen. heart, being able to meditate upon the Lord, and have Amen. His Holy Spirit just filling your soul and saying, That's good, I love That's you. It. You know, Abraham was a friend of God. Amen. Talking about all these names, we're we've got a friend that sticketh closer than the yeah. brother. Yeah. And he's with us. He'll go with us and he'll be there with us all the way. But when you turn you know there's some promises in the Bible that's uh unconditional that's right. and there's some that are conditional that's why people get confused sometimes you know the Lord he talked about some things that if you'll do this he told Israel you walk before me I'll bless you you go over into the land of Canaan I'll take care of your enemies they won't be able to stand in front of you. You know, he was going to allow these hornets to even go in before them. How'd you like a big bunch of mad bees coming at you? You'd yeah, yeah. back up a little bit, wouldn't you? you well, God just drove the enemy out. All they did is come down and set in houses and vineyards and stuff they'd hadn't even built. God gave them the land. God protected them. He went before them. But God said, yeah. if you go over there and you start playing with these idols, if you yeah. pick up yeah. The, yeah. the ways of the sinful people, then I'll repent of the blessings i'll turn from the things that i said i would do to you and i'll curse you instead of blessing you that's what happened to them they went in there and they carried the mixed multitude and they picked up their idols and they got in trouble with god because god said i'll bless you if you walk before me in the right way but if you go in there and do wrong you're going to be in trouble you see god's not going to be a partaker of anything like that but how much better it is to just walk with God, have his blessings. That's right. You know, there's people in this world, they think, blessings. I can be happy. <laughs> no, I don't want to just be a fanatic and go to church all the time and do all this stuff, but I, I'll, I'll go once in a while. Yeah. You know you just kind of soothe the conscience sorry, what they're trying you know. to do. But you're never gonna have the satisfaction in your heart, the peace in your soul that God can give you and the blessings that God can load upon you daily Right. unless you've just followed the Lord. Right. What's Amen. better? You, you, you know, you think all these drugs and all this stuff, people go crazy. You think that's better than being sound in your mind and healthy in your body? Yeah. Getting spaced out, and keep that's all these up. You think that's better? Yeah. Wouldn't it be better to go out here and leave, I have saw men leave a beautiful wife at the house and go out and start flirting around with somebody else's wife and all this stuff, end up yeah. in trouble illegitimate too yeah. you, think, you think all that evil crowd out there that paints themselves up and twist us around, does all this stuff to entice, read yeah. the first few verses in Proverbs. Yeah. You think all that's better than a, a godly man walking around no, and delighting not. in the right. Lord and saying, praise Bless God, me. look at my family, look at my children, look at my home. Yeah. The devil paints all this stuff up, and people are deceived in their oh, yeah. That's right. It's Lord. not that's anything man. good out there in this world. That Bless is, you, Lord would be what God can give you. Right. And you know, I a lot of times people think, well, I, I may be having a hard time and all this. Can God really be blessed me? I was thinking about Joseph as I was coming up the road. Yeah. You know, he said, that the Lord showed me in a dream that uh, I, my, these these I brothers going to bow down before yeah. me and even the, the sun and the moon, the father and the mother going to bow down. And they, you know, dreams used to mean something to the Old Testament. Oh, God right. showed people Amen. a lot of things. Well, he he went on, and uh, finally, you know, he got uh, for spite. They threw him in a pit and thought they'd get rid of him. Yeah. Hey, here come a caravan along, pulled him out. Ended up down there, becoming the second ruler in Egypt. Yeah. And you remember how these things turned out? I want you to look just quickly, if you will, in Genesis chapter thirty-nine. Here's just a couple of instances, and the Bible is full of things just exactly like what I'm talking about today. Genesis chapter 39, Jodas was tested. Well, I'm I'm coming to something here, but Jodas was brought down to Egypt there, and Potiphar, and the officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him out of the hands of these Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. Now listen to this. Now here's a blessed man. The Bible says in verse 2, Genesis 39 two. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now look at verse 3. His master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Now what did the last word that I read to you there about the blessed man over here in Psalms. The Bible says whatsoever he doeth in verse 3 shall what? Prosper. you say, oh, I'll have more money if I go out and I do this and I do that. And you might know, have to just break a few rules and cheat a little, maybe lie a little bit, but look at the money. Yeah. I'll, I'll, what people yeah. are trying to do is prosper themselves. Yeah. Well, Joseph, he didn't understand why he was ended up as a slave and how he got accused of, and all of this stuff. Look at the very last chapter of Genesis, and you say, well, if I start serving the Lord, you know, it may be a little difficult of that. I'll tell you right now. There's nothing to match Glory. The prosperity uh, that God can give us. Look what he says. Amen. After as the brethren's uh, father died, Isaac died, the Bible said that they had a fear that Joseph... In verse 15, this is chapter fifty of Genesis, verse 15. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will preadventure hate us and will certainly requite us for all the evil which we did. See, they were right, they did evil unto him. Look in verse 20. He says, Joseph said unto them, verse 19, Fear not. You see, his heart was right. <laughs> he wasn't out, to, he could have boy, he could have made it rough on him, couldn't he? He was a ruler. But he said, as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Do you know what? A lot of times in this world, we may be wondering why we're going through some valley and yet we're doing everything that we know to do that God wants us to do. We're faithful to God. We're faithful to our families. We're faithful to everything. There's nothing in our heart. You know what I'm saying? There's no sin that's hidden there. You say, God, why can't I? Why is this doing like it is? God may be setting you up to be a blessing somewhere else down the road. You don't understand yet. This is exactly what happened to Joseph. But uh, you see what I'm getting at? I, I don't care how much you. Try to do this. How much you manipulate, how much you do all this stuff in your own strength. If God doesn't put His hand of blessing on your life, it won't amount to nothing. It won't amount to anything. There's some people, a lot of times, they may make a little money right quick, this, that, and other, but in the long run, it destroys them and their family and everything else. Just stay where God wants you to stay and just keep doing what God wants you to do. And if God's going to put his hand of blessing on you, you're better off. The Bible said, what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lost his soul? Well, I'll tell you, the blessings that God can put in your life are unmatchable, not compared to any of the stuff that people kill one another to get a hold of you know that's what they say uh, get rich or die trying well they're going to die trying because real riches are is the prosperous hand of god upon your life well look just quickly here this man that's blessed walks not into counsel the ungodly he don't stand around fool with that crowd he goes on down the road maybe pulls out a little new testament you know and And uh, when he's having a picnic, he just sits down the side of the road and says, "Thank God, I'm just going to obey you. I might not be down there in the fancy restaurant today, but I'm going to eat this tuna fish sandwich or this blini or whatever, and just thank God that I got something." That's right. That's good. (laughs) I tell you, when you get to heaven, you realize all these things are worthwhile. Worthwhile. Worth it all. We don't walk in this. Uh, you see, this idea of walking denotes this conduct of life that we're going through. It represents a journey and we could look at a lot of things. But look at the word counsel here. He says he walketh not there in the counsel of the ungodly. Now, you know what counsel is? It's advice from somebody. Walk up and say, now, David, how do I do this? We was over there putting some little boxes together a while ago. It's just a flat piece of cardboard, but it's cut here and cut here and cut here and cut here. <laughs> I figured it out. After I put one together, then I knew how to put the rest. They just fold it up and it snaps together. Well, somebody had to show us. There were some instructions on that thing. You know what I'm saying tonight? Until you know how to do something, you're just going to be in the dark about it. But where do you get your counsel from? God. Right here ought to be there. Right here ought to be your supreme guide. That's good. I don't care what somebody thinks about it, what God said is that settled. Is, that's that's it. it. You say, I think that's the you know, people get in a Sunday school once in a while. And I think this, and I think this, and I think this, and I think this, I think this. some person that, you know, maybe it's maybe not gifted too much, and that's well, I just don't understand, but I believe it means it Is that worth anything really compared to what the Bible says? What it says is what it means and means what it says. And we need to get our counsel from the Lord. He said he does not walk. He's not getting counsel and he's not standing in the way of sinners. Now this word here, standing, represents some fellowship. He's just approving of these sinners. The idea is of associating with them. He stopped. This blessed man be going down the road. This man gives him some counsel to Come over here with us a little while. Yeah. Well, that would be a mistake because he's not supposed to be there to start with. But when you start associating with them, you stop and you begin to wait there. You're right. There's that opportunity. You know, when temptation and opportunity yeah. come to the same crossroad, you hang out there too long, you're liable to get in trouble. Right. And so here he says, the blessed man. Now, isn't this good? The Bible said the blessed man, he does not. You see the word N-O-T? He doesn't walk in their counsel. He does not stand in their way. And he does not sit down in the seat of the scornful. But there are some people, they come by and say, yeah, that sounds pretty good. They've stopped. They're listening. They're taking that in. They've sat down in the seat of the scornful. And now they begin to establish residence among them. You know what a scornful person is? A scornful man is someone who will scoff and mock and ridicule what God has said. Well, I don't believe the miracles in the Bible. I just can't believe this. I can't believe that. One of these days, they'll believe it and they'll bow the knee, but it'll be too late to do anything about it. I believe it means all of it. What it says. Look what he said. The blessed man in verse 2 delights himself in the law of the Lord. Psalm one nineteen seventy seven said, "The law is my thy law is my delight." You see the word here. He delights himself in the law of the Lord, capital L O R D. He's talking about Jehovah God, the self-existent, eternal God. The Bible said he meditates. He's pondering that. He's thinking about. It. You know, Tommy was talking the other day about uh, sometimes you wonder people are hearing. You when you preach, you wonder if they're listening when you're teaching them anything, and they go out the door and they don't change any behavior. You've just told them some things that's important, but they still think this pool of that world is better than what God can give them. So they're out there. I tell you, if if people got their eyes open, churches wouldn't hold them. We'd have to start building more buildings. They're deceived tonight. You're right. All this crazy stuff they're going after. But anyhow. The blessed man's not like that. He's thinking about God. Meditating on the Lord day and night. Isn't that a good thought? And and the blessed man. Now, we're not talking about the crazy person who stopped and associated with sin. We're talking about the blessed man. He's got God on his mind all the time. Amen. Going around singing a happy song. Amen. Here's one thing that really, when I saw that this is a blessing in verse number three, the Bible said he's like a tree planted by the rivers of water. This blessed man is like a tree planted, or you could say he's like a planted tree. He's a planted tree. You know, sometimes things will just, seed will blow in, and I have saw along uh, road banks where they've, they've uh, blasted and, you know, carved a road around. We went up to Highlands the other day, and I forgot how how crooked and dangerous looking that road is, you know. One, they, they wanted to fix that, I heard, and the people that lived up there said, we like our little, our. it's unique, it's quaint, we like it like it is. And I don't want to go up somewhere in, run off the mountain and everything but you you know sometimes you you get a rock cliff and maybe some seeds from a pine will blow in and a little a little a wet season a little seed will come up a little tree with that but you take two or three years of drought that doesn't have a chance up there in that little crack where there's no moisture and there's no soil and all that you know what this verse teaches us God knows where you need to be and where I need to be Absolutely. Now, I, I hate to say this, but I'm going to tell you. You think, well, you're just, you're just conceited. What well, I'm going to tell you the truth: most churches tonight are not looking for a experienced pastor that's got their mind upon God and know this book. Most of them are looking for somebody that will tickle their ears, that they can manipulate. Yeah. That's fresh out of some school that's big degree and they can brag about where they come from. Most churches tonight are wanting somebody they can manage. I'm serious. They don't want to hear the truth of the gospel. When I was growing up as a boy, these old preachers, i tell you, uh, they churches would preach them until they couldn't get to breath. Really? They'd have to hold on to everything right. else. And there's eighty and ninety year old men running around. Pre- you know what I'm telling you the yeah. truth. Years ago, it used to be. Right. Nowadays, you go in and say, "Praise God! I got a good King James Bible. and I believe there's one way. Y'all to dress right, and act right, and walk right." They'll say, "We're going to look a little bit longer." <laughs> That's the truth. That's the way it goes, right? well, anyhow. <laughs> God wants you to be what he wants you to be and he'll plant you somewhere and you just don't worry about it. If if God leads you somewhere, he's got a purpose for you being there. But we're like a planted tree. A river also is an unending, unfailing source of nourishment. Isn't that good? That's good. He he can't, you're always going to have something from God, your roots are down there where you can get a hold of God. He'll nourish you. He'll strengthen you. You don't have to let the devil worry you. You can say, all right, devil, if you can get through this blood, if you can make God out a liar, just come right ahead, come on. But you see, when he thinks about the blood, when he sees the power of God on your life, It'll be like Moses, when he come down off the mountain, they put a veil over his face because he had the power of God even oh, glowing not, on his skin. Yeah, they couldn't, they, they frightened, yeah. they said don't, Moses, cover yourself up. Wouldn't that be something you had to come in here put a veil on where people could stand to look at you when he was preaching? i am telling you what, when you get along with God, people know it. People will know that you've got something that the world doesn't have. And so we're like a planted tree. It brings forth positive results. It, look, he it says his leaf's not going to wither. Never. You say, well, I'm so worried. I just can't stand it. I know sometimes people get, their, their, they get problems and they need to go to a doctor and some right. some medical, uh, some physical problems we have are, are really related like a thyroid gland or something goes haywire in your body and the doctor says, you need this this medicine, help you are happy. But if you don't have something out of order physically... You, if you're saved, you can trust God for tomorrow. That's right. You can just let the devil go on down the road and say, God, I'm going to follow you. I believe you're able to take care of me. Amen. What did Job say? Though he slayed me and I'm trusting you. Know, I'm going to follow God. That's what he's saying. Right. But this, this has a positive result. The Bible says that he bringeth forth fruit. You know what fruit is? It's a display of the grace of God in your life. It's not like these Bradford pears. They'll put out a whole bunch of flowers and all this stuff. Yeah. Not a speck of fruit ever comes yeah. on that yeah. I had a little old crabapple tree in the backyard, and uh, I was going to park a boat back there. Anyhow, and, uh, Linda said, I like that. It's got a bunch of pretty flowers. I said, I'm going to cut that thing. It's in the way. I want to put this boat right here and all this stuff. She said, I like it. Well, I laid the Roundup stuff and crossbow to it. I thought I'd kill that before <laughs> I cut it, and I'll just tell her it died. <laughs> I mean, anyhow, she knew what I was do. But I don't like something to just grow up, and it's, it's supposed to have an apple on it, but it never has anything. That's good. This is what God says will happen in your life. God will change you, He'll let you prosper. You witness the lost man, you'll see him get saved sometime. Praise God. You you invite people to church, you mean business, yeah. and they know you love them, they'll come some. I mean, it works, all these things happen. But notice the tone changes here. This prosperity, you see, is God's blessing to us in verse three. And I'm just going to quickly look at this. The tone changes in verse four. He said, The ungodly, they're not so big difference. You lost and you're saved. But or like the chaff, it's the wind driveth away. The tongue changes the chaff. You know, they, they pick it up and they throw it in the air. The seed comes down, but the husks are blown away. That's what he said happened to them. They are what it amounts to. They're driven by the wind and they're rootless. They're fruitless and they're valueless. Not worth a thing for God. Amen. And verse 5 kind of confuses people sometimes. It said the ungodly are not so. And uh, they'll, they'll therefore, they'll not stand in the judgment. You say, well, I thought everybody's going to be judged. They will. But there's two ideas of the word judgment here. One uh, has the idea, two kinds here, to abide. When you're standing, you're abiding. It's like a fence post. It's out there and the wind doesn't blow it over. And If it abides, it stands. But the idea of not standing here, it means that it will not succeed. You stand before the great judge of glory one day yeah. and you tell, Lord, look, I Lord, Lord, have not I cast out devils in your name. I have not I done more yes. than wonderful thing you said oh, depart from me. I never that's knew that's you're if you're not saved. Exactly. It'll not stand no, before no, no. God one of these days. I sat on a jury one time and uh, these people was fighting over land and all this stuff and they didn't really tell us the details. But afterwards I found out this man had blocked a road and he wasn't letting somebody come across his property because he wanted to buy his land and he wouldn't sell it to him. Yeah. And you know what? He couldn't block his road, been there a hundred years. It wouldn't stand. His little old, uh, what he tried to put up his defense, it wasn't worth a thing. Yeah. When you stand up before God and say, "Well, oh, Lord, look what I know, it won't stand. Therefore the ungodly will not stand in the judgment. They'll not enter into the joy of the Lord. For oh, the Lord knoweth, the Bible says, the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Right. What's the conclusion? You Think about it. Well, it's better to be blessed to the Lord. Yeah. The devil says, you won't be happy if you don't live in this world and do what I've got in this pleasure for you. But the truth of the greatest joy in the world, whether they realize it or not, even if they try to hinder what God's doing in the Christian's life, the Bible says there in Psalms we are looking at in Psalms twenty-three that he well you know it says that uh, he can prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Yeah. Devil says I'll stop you. Yeah. God will bless you right in front of us. God'll keep you going. Amen. I, I tell you, I, I, I don't I don't fear the big yeah. brags of the devil. I, I, I hope they'll I hope they'll get their eyes open because they're just like on a, standing over a pit of fire that's fixing to fall out from under them. You know what I'm trying to say is we ought to pity those people that are boasting and challenging God because they, they're on the most dangerous ground they'll ever be. I don't want to see them drop into hell, but that's exactly what the ungodly are about to do. And when they come and challenge you and try to frighten you or persuade you, just pray for them, that God will help them to open their eyes, to live in the light of the Lord, to be planted by the Lord, have the joy of the Lord in their heart, have his smile of approval upon us. Amen. There's nothing better in this world than having God say, Amen. well done, good, good. faithful servant calling in. Amen. Go here to this table and we'll sit down Amen. and feast the Lord. I'm telling you, blessed man is the one that walks right and follows Amen. God. Father, we thank you tonight for this time together. We thank you, Lord, for your precious word that guides us. Help us, Lord, that we'll never be pulled away from that place of blessing, that place where we can meditate, that pathway we can walk with your will. God, that we might just delight every day to follow you. Thank you, Lord, for your great word that encourages us as we go out these doors. You're with us.